Hello, if you're here, you will hopefully have joined Alfredo on his whole journey throughout Tomb Raider 2 for the first time. Otherwise, go back and look at the episodes. So. Go watch everything, it was a heck of a journey. And we're here today to talk all about it. I put a shout out online asking for questions and I think roughly 80 something people replied we have a Mm. We're not going to go through 80 questions, there's no way we would manage it, we'd be here forever. But I have collated most of the primary questions, because a lot of them were repeated. So, are you ready to talk about Tomb Raider 2 and your experiences? Very ready. Let's do it. Between Tomb Raider 1 and Tomb Raider 2, what differences did you most notice as a first-time player? Um. Tomb Raider 2 feels uh, like, um, in a way, light years ahead in terms of uh, um, gameplay, etc. It's really surprising that it was just um, one year later and you can do so much more. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it feels very like big jump. It's not just like, oh, we built upon what we learned um, last year and we're gonna do some, a little extra. Like, you have so much more. Lara's abilities, uh, um, the different environments, the fact that you have um, boat in Venice and um, snow bike uh, um, in Tibet, uh, like there is so much new stuff. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of uh, new, also think of a couple of new weapons, the drain yes, launcher and the machine gun. The machine gun, the um, um, harpoon gun. The useless harpoon gun. Okay, so here's a question that quite a lot of people ask. What was your favorite level? Let's dive straight into the good stuff. Hmm. Hmm. I am not sure. I, sh I should have prepared that. That was going to be the, um, the probably the standard question. Yeah. Uh, at least a very common question. So obviously you've got the Italian levels at the start, you have the oil rig, the ship underwater, then you're back I can to... tell you which one is not uh, my favorite We'll get to that. I'm sure. Um, I think it needs to be one, uh, um, one of uh, the um, Tibetan levels. Uh, I was going to ask, is it going to be the monastery? Possibly. I think the monastery was... Uh, the most intriguing one in terms of uh, puzzle, etc. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the monastery. Here's another question that a lot of people asked. Counter, mm -hmm. what is the level you detested the most? Forty Fathoms. And why was that? Because... Flames, flame, <laughs> the side of my face. Um, actually, no, flame all around uh, poor Lara. I killed Lara so many times. I was gonna put a counter in the corner, but in the end, uh, like, it's, no, there's too many deaths, too many. The level is, uh, um, is difficult and it feels that the um, difficulty is not, um, it's not worth it in the sense. Uh, now that that's very con controversial. Hmm? That's very controversial. No, I don't think it's that controversial. A lot of people love 40 Fathoms. Well... Are they wrong? No, like you can, <laughs> you can love whatever you want, but uh, 
you need to, as we've seen, uh, you need to be flawless uh, yeah. in uh, the execution of uh, um, that part of the level. Yeah. And it is not even a um, crucial part. You're not ending the level. You are not. Uh, that is not the. That is the big challenge for the level. Mm. But we know sort of payoff. It is not. Uh, it's uh, just a little in between bit. Yeah, it's a little in between uh, bit. Uh, um, we've seen uh, with uh, um, the other level underwater that there are some very tricky and complex things that you need to do between fi uh, finding secrets or just uh, to make sure that you can progress. Uh, that one is just particularly difficult and then you're just like, oh, you're in another room uh, that you need to do more jumping, more enemy fighting, etc. It's just, there is nothing in a way creative about that. Uh, do you think it's difficult for the sake of being difficult? It's difficult for the sake of being difficult uh, and obviously I was it's not uh, in my skill set uh, uh, doing uh, <laughs> good Pinpoint timing. Perfect timing session. Okay, that's fine. So, this is why I did not like it. I am so furious at this level because it is absolutely shoddy design. What surprised you the most about Tomb Raider 2? And are there any things that you would change about the game? Um, I think probably based on the reaction, what surprised me the most was uh, the snow bike. I did not expect a second vehicle. Um, um, and I'm not being flippant, I think that was generally to think of some... Because the boat was fun, etc. Maybe I've seen you play that level loads of times, so maybe I was just expecting it. Um, but you're also in a very tight, uh, three-dimensional environment. Mm. Uh, you are moving uh, on lines. So for the canals. For the canals, okay. yes. So you have a grid. What I kept thinking is, 25 years ago, um, that, uh, yes, vanguard of gaming, but it was a simpler, um, some simpler approach, having like, oh, your, your boat can move in this confined space. Yeah. The snow bike is just like, go crazy, you can fall off, you can jump. I, I died multiple times, I didn't know I could explode just by banging into things. You know what? Oh. <gasps> yeah, that also happened. No, I, th I generally think that was fantastic. And I would change about getting a bit more story in the story. Mm, this is leading very nicely onto the next question, Ooh, okay. or rather set of questions. As a lot of people wanted to know your thoughts and opinions on the story. Uh, <laughs> Clue is opinionated as well. Sometimes you'll hear little noises, I'm sure. Um, so what did you think of the storyline? How do you think it compared in terms of storytelling to the first game? And did you enjoy the plot and its characters? I think it, the first game had more story. You understand exactly what's happening, why it's happening, and how 
um, everything relates. And um, I feel as a villain, Natla has a much more interesting uh, motivation. Hmm. And it's slightly deeper than what we presume of uh, Bartoli is. It's, it's mostly is, it would be even a few throw out, um, throwaway lines, um, even in a terrible mockery of uh, my accent, uh, would have... <laughs> you cannot see him, but... Uh, I don't know if you can, no. Clue is literally... Oh, at the edge of... Uh, maybe you can see his nose. We assume that the dagger gives you what? Uh, immortality? Power? Uh, so, yeah, it's... It, it obviously transforms the person who uses it into a dragon and and has continuing regenerative powers as long as they still have it lodged inside them. But is he conscious? Is he is conscious? It... Can he speak? It's like, what... If he's this big cult leader, he's not really going to be able to issue any commands as a dragon. Or is he plan just to stomp and set fire to everything? And, uh, you see, this, I think, we discussed in the last episode, is uh, clearly... The cult uh, is obsessed with this. This is why they um, go after Lara and try to get dagger. So what? More than just like, oh, if you stabbed with it, you turn into a big dragon with the dagger. Mm. I just like. Uh, there could have been a religious aspect to it. Like the when he stabbed himself, the people around him did seem to be worshiping him from some sense. So maybe that was an angle that they wanted to go for, but they didn't really pad it out. This is how this is how I would uh, um, I would expand the story. First of all, you want the setting in Venice, perfect. You make it. Uh, you have mentions that uh, the dagger was mentioned in uh, Marco Polo's uh, um, epic uh, journal um, on his uh, travel to China, uh, Il Milione. So that's your Venice connection and mm. why this family is obsessed with this dagger. So you can make, oh yeah, they're descendant or rivals and they try to get uh, um, this dagger. And the dagger, what does it do? Gives you powers, gives you um, eternal life. And I feel that, uh, I think for the cultists, uh, because you don't just want the regular hench uh, people, the cultist needs to believe that just being in the presence of the daggers also give them um, power, health, eternal life. You want, maybe not eternal life, but longer longevity, etc. Benefits. Benefits, exactly. Um, yeah, it's not just uh, health and dental. You want <laughs> something a little bit more concrete. You want this field that they think, oh, this dagger is important. And the ritual is this. And the ritual should be like, if you, if we're going with like, uh, um, I don't know, very uh, probably bastard, the most definitely bastardized uh, idea of the dragon emperor, etc. Mm. You want uh, this emperor to be able to transform to a dragon at will to defeat their enemy. So it's just like he stabs himself, uh, and then he and has the power the, inside. And, uh, him. It, the power comes out, uh, and this thing, and but the, whenever he um, maybe Lara works out that whenever he's in dragon form, cannot be control and it's just thrash and everything and it's just like something that the emperor just used few occasion and then Bartoli doesn't know any better and just like, oh I'm gonna stop myself and suddenly is a monster. Yeah. 
killed the cultist there, and Lara's like, oh, this is gonna be a problem. We need to <laughs> keep him buried here. And But she knows that you pull away the uh, dagger, and you lose the power. Yeah. And they say, pull away the dagger, Vartal is back uh, as a man, not uh, the skeleton of a dragon. Mm. And then it's just like, oh, I have a dagger and two, and two guns. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Italian. A couple of different people have asked, were there any moments that you found unnerving or scary? So, when it comes to spooky tension stuff, uh, um, definitely the spiders. Yep. Mostly because the, the nest looked like it was ready to explode. And it should have, I feel. Like, I feel that, again, I hate for the Fathoms for having something so difficult with very little payoff. Yeah. And that one is the opposite. I am there doing all this uh, careful jumping, terrified that uh, um, something is going to happen. And then uh, nothing happens. Maybe the fear of it happening is enough, though. Yeah. What is it? Is it Chekhov's spider nest? Yeah. <laughs> no, an anti-Chekhov spider's nest. It, I just feel, again, I don't know, it, it would be very interesting to hear, oh, they're like uh, behind the scenes, like why did they create that? Because again, Fort Fathoms, evil. Uh, but also, maybe you're right, maybe the, uh, the spiders, like, yeah, we don't have uh, the, the capability to animate like 100 spiders coming at you, or 50 spiders coming at you. It's just but, a big one, one big one. But making you feel that they might, uh, is going to be as equally taxing as failing 40, uh, the 40 Fathoms uh, run uh, 30 Ooh. times. I um, would also add the Yeti cave. The Yeti cave, yes, I, there was a few shot odors. Oh, there was the Snow Leopard, thank you for sending me to my death. Um, there was, I think, in um, the monastery, mm. I think it was the monastery, or maybe it was the... There was definitely a bit uh, where there uh, the um, killing wheels, yep. and you could hear them from a distance, and it's just like uh, when you finally get there, and it's just like you've, you've heard them for so yeah. long. That... It's um, yeah, but uh, uh, even in the Temple of Oxiana, there's been a few like uh, jump that are like, okay, I'm safe now, and then killed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> great, great job, my friend, a great job. On to some of the gameplay aspects. Yes. And we will start with, did you enjoy or dislike the extra combat that the game had to offer? Do you prefer facing human enemies or the animals? And what did you think to the abundance of human enemies in this game compared to Tomb Raider 1? Uh, I liked it. It made sense. With the story, you have this group of cultists. It would make sense if you explain why they are so, why they're so committed to um, this guy. Uh, but I did like it. I I did like that the, you had allies for the first time with the yes, monks. If you were careful not to uh, killing a monk, and um, I did love the um, all the. Uh, different animals and the yeti um, 
and some of the big uh, um, monster like that weird eagle thing. Yeah, uh, Ice Palace. Uh, it's just, I'm pretty sure, like, oh yes, we have the T-Rex model. What can we put on uh, on top of it? <laughs> giant eagle. The giant eagle. But I think there was a lot of variety, and then they were all good fun. And uh, they ask if I prefer human enemies to animals. Yeah. I would say human enemies simply because, uh, as we discussed a lot, uh, she is a one-woman extinction event, uh, and. I kept thinking like, oh well, we found T-Rex in uh, uh, Tomb Raider 1, and I'm like, oh we found T-Rexes again, but for how long? <laughs> and then uh, the poor snow leopards and the tigers, uh, there are like only 300 uh, tigers in the wild in the world, and in this game I think, she literally got rid of a, of a third. So. Um, she is a mess. I prefer, yeah, I feel... I uh, don't know what it says about my morale. Actually, no, it's, it's fine. A game. It's fine. No, it's fine. They're cultists, uh, so they're the coming. Did you have a favourite weapon that of you course. used in the game? Of course. You want to guess what my favourite Was it the Uzis? Yes, I love the Uzis, which is... Uh, I'm very happy about the Uzis, uh, but I am sad that uh, the shotgun is... Uh, not my favorite weapon anymore. He didn't it's, have a lot of ammo for that this time. Didn't have a lot of ammo, and it really felt clunky. Uh, more than the first game? Way more than the first game. Maybe compared it's the to the same mechanic. It probably is the same mechanics, but um, the enemies are faster. Mm. Um, and like I felt that it was not uh, as powerful. Um, I did enjoy the M16. That was new and exciting. Yeah, okay. Okay. But remember that they throw knives. Remember that I have an M16. <laughs> um, but yes, the Uzis uh, remain my favorite. How about the grenade launcher? I thought it was going to be more useful. <laughs> if it was faster, yeah, this thing, I, f I feel that uh, there is no enemy that is, maybe uh, the, um, the eagle uh, dude, with a variety of weapons, uh, you need a variety of uh, um, enemy speed. So Yeah, that's fair. And uh, Bartoli in Dragon's form was way too fast uh, for, an, um, for anything else apart from... Um, automatic stuff. Even yeah. the M16, it would have been too fast. So. Definitely. Uh, I think the game knows that because of the amount of use, Uzi yeah. ammo underwater. Yeah, uh, clearly. So if I had uh, to do it uh, all again, I think I would use uh, the M16 and um, Grain Launcher more. Like when I was uh, up uh, in uh, um, the floating islands uh, um, temple part, uh, that I was hitting the jade warriors, I would be hitting them with a grenade launcher just like, instead of just going with just a gun because solid. You could. Just because I could. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the locations and gameplay of the mm -hmm. game. First up, what did you think of Croft Manor in the game and did you enjoy locking Winston in the freezer? 
Uh, I really liked it and it was a dream come true because <laughs> I've seen so many of you discussing the um, locking uh, Winston in the freezer and uh, that was uh, great. Uh, took me a couple of times um, to get it done but uh, yeah. Of course in the second one as well the manor is greatly expanded upon. Yeah. Because also it has like the maze and much more to do inside as well. Um, is there anything that you would have added to the manor? Um, a collection. A collection, that's interesting. Well, we know that she's a tomb raider for sport, not for knowledge yeah. or power. She's just interesting in seeing stuff and say, that's mine. Ooh, shiny thing, I want yeah. it. Mm. We should see a collection. I like that idea. Um, and also, like, uh, what else? Uh, a library. She's got a library. Did we see it? Yeah, even in the first one. It's the very first room you start off in. You know, in, if you go up the top of the stairs, if you go left, it's got her bedroom. Yeah. If you go right, there's a music room and a library. We didn't go there. No, we didn't time. in this no. one. So, okay, fine. Just a collection. Okay. So a couple of the Italians in the comments mm -hmm. wanted to know your feelings about Venice in the first few levels, how it's portrayed, but not only that, but what more similarities or differences did you find in the game about the Italian art, culture and architecture? Uh, I actually enjoy um, Venice in the game. Uh, um, again, in terms of storyline, it should have been uh, you know, clear that uh, Lara was trapped in like a part of Venice. I think it was important to have, like, if I were to redo it in a modern, in a modern setting, you would put uh, just like that she is, uh, I'm thinking like a sort of almost underground canals or with stuff on top so that she cannot uh, escape the environment because then the Bartley cult mm. uh, would see her. So that's how you keep her boxed in that's in the canals. Um, but I think that the um, architecture and the style was uh, um, brilliant. I think the use of the um, opera house uh, was also very inspired. Mostly because I think at the same time it was um, when this was being made, uh, I think it was when uh, the um, uh, La Fenice, the opera house in Venice, uh, mm. uh, burned. But we saw it, they're completely reconstructed, and it's called the Phoenix, so... Uh, it's maybe almost like they expected or it. Or omen omen. <laughs> uh, but I think it was at the, the same time, I was young, so... Yeah, it was destroyed uh, in 1996. So it would have been maybe it, on their mind. Yeah, when they're discussing Venice, yeah. and they saw the crumbling uh, theater. I did like um, that idea. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I... I know that there are like why the the hideout is so complicated. The switches are uh, in weird places. Uh, How does he get to his office? Yes, but uh, again, uh, let's consider it's a twenty-five-year-old game. Uh, you didn't have to have that exactly. Ooh, the story needs have to be the exact logic for it. Yeah, That's and it's mostly like oh, you need to uh, solve puzzle. You would do something. Very different, but again, is the fact that you need uh, uh, Lara to be boxed in somehow. Yeah. So speaking of things like the Opera House, what do you think and what are your feelings on the more modern or industrial levels in comparison to more classic tombs? 
the industrial levels, uh, I think, are really good in the sense that uh, suddenly you have a completely different approach. Mm. You start very ancient in China. You go to Venice to very modern, the oil rig. It gives a lot of variety. But yeah, there, it's a lot of variety. We discuss uh, Warcraft as the Tomb Raider, <gasps> and they're like, oh, she's not doing uh, raiding many tombs in the, uh, in the reboot. But she raided one tomb here. Yeah. So as it goes on, you, what you say is not an uncommon thing that people have pointed out that in the older games they count tombs to mean any ancient place. Which is, oh. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but there are a lot of temples as the classic tombs go on, as the classic Tomb Raider games go on, there are a lot of temples versus actual tomb rooms with sarcophaguses in, for example. Okay. And they are sort of counted as this sort of ancient environment, really. Mm. You see, at least the first one had three tombs. Two? Two. Sticking with the theme-ish, are there any areas that you think could have been fleshed out better or explored? And if so, what would you like to have seen represented? Ooh, um... So... I think in Venice, I would have loved a church. Oh, interesting. I think... Uh, Catacombs. They yeah. can't really have. Well, yeah, you can. I think, like, it could have been at the beginning, uh, very Indiana Jones, but I think that would uh, sort of. Uh, um, it would be even more interesting thematically, like, um, what's, uh, the way I would have approached the, um, the Maria Doria, I would have put the seraph uh, in, a, like, a little shrine, a little puzzle, mm. either something very protected, again. It's wrong, uh, probably wrong time for that kind of uh, detail uh, kind of thing, but uh, in a modern setting, uh, the cultist thinks that this is an object of great power getting close to their immortality mm. little thing. Make a worship room. Interesting. And so you would have... Uh, a proper special area rather than just was Church. It a storage cupboard they yeah. found she found it in yeah and this thing it's uh, also i feel that uh, you needed to have like why if the monks were so obsessed with it, so much that they would uh, bomb the mm. uh, why wouldn't they go and try like th there needs to be complexity and the only person in the world that can uh, overcome that complexity is your hero, or your mm -hmm. anti-hero, Miss Lara Croft. Yeah. What was the most memorable part of Tomb Raider 2 that will, you will always keep in your heart and mind? And what will you visualise now that when you hear the words Tomb Raider 2 after playing the game? Hmm. Okay, that, those are very good questions. Um, probably visualise... Oh my god, I probably visualise 40 Fathoms. No, really. I think... Let's, like, let's try a little exercise. 
Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. And I want you to answer with the first words. Mm -hmm. Tomb Raider 2. Go. No, it's the Temple of Xi'an. Yay! It's... I think for the fandoms also, it's... In a way, it's too memorable. Like, it is uh, engraved in my... Um, mine now just because uh, of my hate for it but yeah the temple of xian is just so fast but also the um, oh I didn't, even earlier we did not mention that but oh the, the anxiety is the bits in which is complete pitch uh, black uh, with uh, see it, it is because of the a, new mechanic which was yeah, the flares yeah it yeah yeah see th i think this is such a revolutionary so Tomb Raider 1 was great, it was groundbreaking, and the fact that their sequel, just one year, is just so... It just in terms of game mechanics, uh, so Tomb Raider 1 fun, don't uh, come from, but it's so much better. In game mechanics, they just went from like, oh yeah, this is the best uh, game that we can make. Oh, and I only say, oh, that, that was 50% of what we could make. So yeah. Catacombs, uh, Temple of Xi'an, uh, and Forty Fathoms. Interesting. Do you feel like these games are still entertaining now that gaming has evolved so much? And would a remake or remaster announcement for Tomb Raider 2 pick your interest as a casual gamer? Absolutely. I would 100% replay. And 100% these are iconic and for good reasons. Uh, I can think of a few games from the same time uh, that are just as groundbreaking but the reason why they became classic uh, is because um, they are game changers <laughs> yes uh, you see my puns are amazing I can't um, believe you got one in this time and uh, it is difficult for somebody who is more of a modern gamer though I've been gaming for Decades just that I uh, didn't have a PlayStation, so uh, I know there was also computers so. uh, But um, I think uh, it's uh, They are just so brilliant even if uh, it's not easy uh, First to play but this is what for me it is absurd because if they just updated uh, the files and they slap them on uh, one of the streaming, uh, um, like uh, uh, PlayStation Plus, uh, the Nintendo store. No, it's yeah. Just if you on the subscription, yeah. I was like, or even just say, oh yes, you can just play for te uh, ten quid. People will buy it. They will. I just, I just even without updating updated uh, yeah. graphic, just because oh yeah, and my latest console, I'm just going to download all of that. I just want to be able to play Tomb Raider from the sofa with a controller again. So, speaking a little bit more about things like this, if there was to be a from the ground up remake of this game, what would you like to see changed and what would you like to see faithfully, painstakingly recreated and why? Ooh, okay, we discussed that how we, I would like their story to expand, uh, seriously. Get in touch, I'll write it for you for free. Um, it's... Um, no, because I think it's uh, uh, very good. Okay, um, I'll write it for free, but we'll uh, find uh, 
somebody uh, Chinese that can actually cover all that and you're gonna pay them to actually <laughs> making stuff that are not uh, uh, offensive or insulting and actually makes sense with the, the different mythos and ideas uh, um, that we could build upon. But all the stuff about uh, the Italian part, I think I find fascinating. I feel that there is so much potential. I love the idea of secret society. Mm we can come up with something very creative that is not the standard, ooh, it's the Illuminati. Um, like, there are so many brilliant secret society in gaming. You can definitely do something that is so creative. And, uh, um, like, and seriously, it could be, uh, even a little bit, uh, what I would actually want is the secret society is camp, in the sense that they're not just like, I wouldn't care if... Uh, I actually would prefer that it's uh, Bartoli and all his uh, guns to be trying to um, be young forever, right? Like, oh, I want to take over the world. I want uh, something over the top. Something cosmetic. Not exactly cosmetic, but you don't want another trinity. It's like enough with mm. taking over the world. It's just, I feel that um, Lara's stakes would be the monk. Uh, making, uh, um, getting a promise from her of just uh, um, getting the Seraph. And I feel that Lara needs to constantly, like, um, needs to always be, uh, I feel that Bartoli needs to be smart. Yeah. Uh, probably older, but smart. So, for example, if Bartoli was, I don't know, when Lara was going to get the Seraph in my headcanon in a complex puzzle uh, secret room and I don't know, Bartoli raised the Mariadori from the base and something that makes, or I don't know, that floods the room and Lara needs to choose between saving her life or keeping the Seraph. It's all about how I feel that at the end of every um, um, section hmm. Lara needs to be slightly at a disadvantage, uh, not because Bartoli is uh, cleverer than uh, her, more, mostly because he plays dirty, or even more dirty than Lara. I feel that that would be uh, quite, uh, quite interesting, and that of them, uh, when uh, she finally gets the dagger, uh, is going to be the crucial thing that uh, they're like, oh! Now I have the dagger and my guns. I'm gonna shoot you in the face or let you die horribly as the temple around us crumbles. Speaking a little bit more about the dagger, we had a little bit of a more out there question, which was if you had the dagger, Alfredo, what would you do with it? Very much, again, depends uh, um, about the powers of the dagger. Uh, we know that it turns you into a dragon. It keeps you alive as long as that's stabbed in you. But also there is a whole other power that nobody ever really talks about. Mm -hmm. And right at the very start of the game, the monks take the dagger out of the emperor. They return it to the temple. And as soon as they put it into its plinth, they are engulfed in this bright pink light. This just eruption of, I don't know, energy? Light? It could be, we don't know what. But either way, they scream, the doors slam closed behind them. We don't know what the heck that was. So there is a lot more to this dagger than we know about. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I think I'd just put it on the shelf. 
I would not put the dagger anywhere near where you can accidentally stab yourself. I would. Then I come home with a, oh, my head sticking yeah. to the ceiling. I'm like tail and the neighbors. I stumble and I stab myself. I'm a dragon now. Then it'd be a lot of you still love me even if I'm a dragon. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to speak. It would just be roaring and fire. Which you could take to interpret no. as, do you still love me as a dragon? We don't know, like, uh, if uh, you can be able to speak or not. So, I don't know, yeah, I will keep it somewhere extremely safe, uh, but I will be interested to test uh, its uh, abilities and properties. Like a true scientist. Like a true scientist. So this is an interesting question. After playing this game, does Lara inspire you to become a Tomb Raider? I have been uh, obsessed with uh, archaeology, not the disruptive... Uh, it doesn't inspire you to go and ransack an ancient site. Um, not so much, but again... She remains a fascinating character because she is... Uh, she is truly a, an unwilling hero. And again, we do not know the scope of uh, Bartoli, so it could have been uh, we based on Natla's uh, I'm gonna kill everyone in the world. Uh, um, we assume that he wants to do the same, but we don't know that. So, um, but again, she is... Uh, we want uh, Lara, I think, uh, in, uh, hopefully in the next adventure, I think you should start with Lara just so. Uh, not minding her own business because she doesn't do that, but she's on an adventure doing some cool stuff and then suddenly she is caught in this drama and like and she tried to sort of get out of it and the more she tried to get out of it she realized that oh if I don't if I don't get it done nobody else will. If you want something done properly, do yeah. it yourself. I think that sh that is pretty much her attitude, and to be honest, that's kind of how she was in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, where she kept shouting, "I'm the only one! I'm the only one who can fix this." Oh, that's but it. The, comes from a different no, angle. That, that comes from guilt uh, because she is the reason why everything. Mm. Uh, Everything is a shit show in Shadow because of Lara. Like, oh, I am going, I want to take down Trinity. Fair. And instead, oh, I'm gonna start the end of the world, cause a tsunami, etc. So I feel that that is not the same kind of motivation. And I think that is the, um, the problem with uh, um, the Cult and Secret Society. If uh, they are so powerful and big and important, why is nobody else in the world paying attention to this? The monks, very interesting that the monks sent uh, their allies, hmm. but at the same time they sent one monk against all of the cult with no weapons, and I'm like... Oh, the one in the, in the rig? Yeah. He, he probably was part of a group and they probably just got massacred. That's my thought. Anyway, I've never thought that there was just one of okay, them. Okay, fine. Fine. And her constant realization when she's put in this uh, 
scenarios in which you want her to be the hero and save the day is that uh, I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna complain constantly about it. I love that. And I'm gonna yeah. make witty jokes and I'm gonna get artifacts because this is what I'm here for. So, yes. So, wrapping up mm -hmm. close to the end of this yeah. now. What was it about Tomb Raider 2 that stands out the most to you guys? Well, to us. You go first? Or shall no, I go you first? can go first. The absolute variety. Okay. Uh, the absolute variety in locations, the variety of ways that Lara can die. There are a lot of different things in this game in terms of different places around the world, but also... They share traps, one common uh, yeah. thing, is that the traps are always deadly and cruel. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I feel that, uh, as you've seen in all these episodes, uh, for me, the thing that uh, stuck with me was the lack of tea from my husband. I think I got two cups uh, for of, across 18 levels. Also, would you like a cup of tea? I would love a cup of tea, and I love that I had that offered. Uh, no, I think what I said about uh, the fact that the game is just so complex um, compared to uh, its predecessor that just came out a year earlier. Mm. I think it's just so, such a jump up in quality. So Chris, why do you keep censoring Alfredo? I don't know, why do I? I didn't fucking ask there. Oh, I missed it. What was the most useful advice that I gave you? Oh, oh I think everyone will be remiss if I don't mention to that you need to hold down X. Just hold the button. She hold the shoot. button, literally. Even, it made me uh, laugh as well. Even with the automatics, you would repeatedly yeah. it's like automatic but i noticed as well that bit you a little bit in the butt when it came to things like the shotgun being slow yeah and also the m16 because you have to hold that down otherwise if you just tap that she doesn't complete yeah. the animation necessary to fire uh, yes and a lot of people at the derby event uh, uh Complain, literally, like, why are you not uh, uh, holding the X button down? <laughs> oh, it's my game. <laughs> but I think it got uh, much better. Um, you did. By the end, you were flipping around, jumping, shooting, and it looked great. You were doing it like a pro. What? Uh... In the vein of this question, okay. we have a very good one that says, what is the best advice that you would give to another first-time player of Tomb Raider 2? I would like say, that. that is a very good question, I would say um, take your time. Again, I feel that uh, my irrational, like irrational, my profound hate of 40 Fathoms and whoever programmed that level, it came for the fact that uh, we had very short uh, uh, allocated time for playing each level and we're filming it and that psychologically is a little bit taxing like 
when it's at final level. No, because um, I'm sure example, at some part we started in the day and then it was dark by the time we finished. But I keep I kept thinking uh, like uh, Temple of Xi'an is complex. That I died so many different times, uh, and there were bits that are like, oh, this will be complicated. Uh, but there was nothing as frustrating. Like when I fell into the lava slash uh, mer red mercury, that it took me a few times to work out like, oh, no, I am uh, dying stupidly. I need to look around, etc. It's just like uh, this thing. It's uh, once you die uh, two or three times in the same level, you start thinking like, maybe I'm doing something wrong. The 45 and the standard, like, I know exactly what I need to do, I simply cannot do it. Um, so I feel that uh, I would say um, just take your time uh, with uh, the levels and you feel like uh, there are things that are a bit frustrating, uh, take a step back. I like that, that's good. I think if it was me, I would say save often. <laughs> yes. Don't be afraid to die and throw yourself into the action. Run, run, run. Trying, 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 trying. Run! Oh! Final question. Final question? Shall we this... bring Cluellen uh, up for the final question? We can bring him up. Do, 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 do. <sighs> Hello. Final question. Final question. Which you actually did answer at the end of the last episode. Oh. Will you be playing Tomb Raider 3? Well, if I must. Uh, yes, of course I'm going to play uh, Tomb Raider 3. We're going to play every single Tomb Raider. As long as you guys keep watching. And, uh, and uh, I think probably up to Shantytown in uh, Reboot. <laughs> Just up to the Shantytown. Just up to Shantytown. Show, so that you can see... Uh, Chris have an aneurysm for how I play, uh, then rage quit with the, the... That's not how you play. Actually, probably not. It's that would not be a even... great final moment. It's... Me rage quitting. Yeah, you rage quit, uh, quitting. I'm not I, doing this anymore. Yeah, I will have to probably to edit the last episode. I, I will have to like release it as a... <laughs> Special as a special astrolic episode. Um, so before any of that, do you know anything at all about Tomb Raider three? No, nothing. I literally, I, I was thinking that earlier because I knew fa a fair bit about Tomb Raider two because you did. You kept mentioning uh, the all of you, yeah, ship. yeah, all of you, uh, Venice, uh, mm. all of you Raiders, uh, never shut up about Tomb Raider two. I have no idea about. Anything about Tomb Raider? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it... Is it Antarctica? Area 51? Yes. Okay, I know some bits. Uh, but I don't know how they are all connected. Everything. Maybe there is a... Motorbikes now. There's, nope. No? Quad? There is a quad. There's a quad. Uh, yes. And do you shoot somebody in an helicopter at some point? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay, but so you see, all my knowledge uh, comes from uh, listening and uh, watching uh, uh, the RaiderCast videos. Uh, but you can imagine how fragmented it is if that is the best I could come up with uh, uh, for. So Ooh, it's gonna be. So exciting. my uh, my guess uh, 
before I come back to you next year, yeah. it's gonna be something obviously alieny because of Area 51, but also Antarctica. Maybe does NASA come back at some point? Uh, in Atlantic, because. Uh, Maybe okay. I'm going for there are aliens that have buried something in Antarctica, probably connected to NAFLA and the Atlanteans. Um, but there is some important stuff in Area 51, and there's I think some jungle, there must be some mm -hmm. jungle, yeah. And uh, um, the other piece of the puzzle of whatever things that uh, NAFLA needs is in the jungle, okay. So that is my. Um, description of uh, uh, Tomb Raider 3. No spoilers in the comments, please. This has been delightful. Thank you so much for all your kind words and all your wonderful comments. Uh, uh, there were a few that I tried uh, to go back uh, and find. A couple about uh, the Astrolic as well, and uh, for the life of me, I cannot find because you guys comment a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of comments. Um, it's good. Yeah, no, it's absolutely lovely. Like it's it really, it really, really is really touching. So thank you very much for all the kind words, all the support, uh, and uh, uh, yes, I guess uh, we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year in Tomb Raider Three. Tomb Raider Three.